my pants. Dad, there's nothing to eat for breakfast. Some cereal right here. Oh, that's total. I don't really like that. Don't talk shit about total. Dad, can we go get some Captain Crunch? Fuck you, kid. You're a dick. Dad. You're a faggot. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Sick and Wrong. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, today yeah. marks the first day. That I've uh, had a solid bowel movement in, probably since I got back from Mexico. Mm. Yeah, no, in like almost a week. Almost a week. Okay. Yeah, it's been liquid shit. Hmm. Like liquid, just liquid brown melt, like melting liquid brown coming up my ass. <laughs> like magma. Brown magma. Yeah. I don't know. It's been pretty terrible, I think actually. I saw melting liquid brown play at the Roxy one night. It was great. Mind melt. Mm. Um, no, it's been awful. I've been uh, having a rough day, a rough time this past week. Mm. You know, I was fine in Mexico. I was mm. fine. Last week I was in Mexico. I was fine. You know, I was being really careful. Like they say, you don't drink the water. You don't even brush your teeth with the water. You know, at first I was doing that. But then, I don't know, my sister's like, oh, you can brush your teeth with water. It's not that big of a deal. I think the thing is, you're not supposed to be like just drinking cups of it. Mm. And so I was even avoiding like salad and shit that would be washed. And I was, I was being cautious. And like they say, even go into like uh, getting a margarita on the rocks. You know, uh, that, that the, the ice from that would uh, give you the shit. Okay. So I was like, you know, I was being careful. I was drinking mostly beer, bottled water. You know, I was watching what I was eating. I was fine. I was definitely fine up until the last day, which is Monday. I was like, I was had a cup of coffee and I had to run, like beeline to the bathroom and just yeah. like, yeah, like molten liquid shit just shooting out of my anus. And then the the whole plane ride back like three or four times. And then like I had to miss a day at work. And then this, this whole week, it's been pretty rough up until today. Today you missed a day of work because you were shitting your brains out. Yeah, dude, like it yeah. was like nonstop. Mm. I mean, you know, every I was just kind of mm. not, not nonstop. It's not like I was like you know for eight hours consecutively, just consecutively shitting. Mm. It was you know I'd, I'd shit and then be all right for maybe like half an hour. Then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh god, and then I have to run right back to the bathroom. Mm. It was gnarly. Like I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that country. Yeah. Like why? Why? No wonder. We, no wonder Trump wants to build a wall. Okay. He doesn't want to have diarrhea again. Yeah. It's terrible. Hmm. Now I don't. You know I, I don't know people. Some people have all these theories. It's like eat a lot of watermelon because watermelon will get the water and it will like diffuse it and right. then you get then you get used to the bacteria. It's like you know what? Yeah. No, fuck it. Yeah. Next time I go there, I'm not eating anything but like something cooked and bottled water. So you're saying that Trump, as a 70 year old man who eats. KFC every day d doesn't get diarrhea. Is what you're no, saying. I'm, I'm, you're I'm sure he this. does. Okay, but I think right. he had like I think what happened to Trump yeah. is he went to Mexico, mm. got some tacos, or maybe he didn't go to Mexico. Mm. I bet you he just like ordered a taco, some Taco Bell, and he got yeah. the shits really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since then, he's just like build a wall. Mm. Yeah, I don't want diarrhea again. That's not how it works. But I think that's what in his mind is how it works. Yeah, but yeah, it's been gnarly. It's like for the. Yeah, for about a week. It's no joke. When people keep saying, like, oh, Montezuma's revenge. 
you know, and that's the thing. Like I told my boss, I was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of sick. They're like, oh, Mexico. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it happens to everybody that goes there. My sister, my sister told me she came back. She's like, oh, I've been shitting for like four days, but this is kind of normal for me. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, you know, Mexico or just my bowels. So I'm like, oh, I don't that's, know. That's what I say when, when a when a, a severed head of the poesia rolls out in front of me <laughs> on the ground, I'm like, oh, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, funny you should mention that is mm. uh, I didn't even notice this, but uh, one of the fans pointed out, he was like, uh, good timing on your trip, D. It was, it's like U.S. warned citizens about traveling to Mexico's Cancun and Los Cabos as violent surges. You can't even go to Cabo San Lucas? Or? I can go to Cab- Los Cabos. Oh, I don't know. What the- Where's Cabo San Lucas? I don't know. I don't, I, I've never <laughs> been to any of these places. I, so, I just, that, those are the places where white people go. Well, Cancun you know? is like, you know, that's the thing. You yeah. go to Cancun and there's just like tourists from everywhere. A lot of you're mm. mostly European, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's American tourists, but I'd say most most of the tourists I ever saw were European. Sure. And I think just a lot. I think in the U.S., they like to throw out these warnings because they like to exaggerate and it's hyperbole because it's. I think it's like political actually. But where they're mm. just like, oh my god, you can't go there. It's like one of the most violent regions, and you know, there's turf battles going on right now. Mm. I didn't know I was saying that. But then again, I mean, we weren't really in Cancun. We we're on like this island called Isla Mujer. Yeah. So we were kind of out of it, but I. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. But you, you, I didn't notice that. The one thing I did notice though. Yeah. Everywhere I went. Dudes are like, coca, coca, mota, que mota. So mota is, I guess, weed. Yeah. Everywhere I go, there, I just I just look like a guy that wants drugs. You know, turf battles were an, an addition to the Grand Theft Auto franchise that I never really took to. Turf battles? Yeah, because you'd be like, you'd be driving on a mission to do whatever, and then it'd be like, up. Oh, Somebody's trying to take over the, you know, the chicken place that you run on this block and then you have to go drive across town to the fucking block where your chicken store is and then fight off a bunch of idiots. But were they a rival gang? Yeah, they're a rival gang. Hmm. And then if they take it over, then it's their color and then you try to make what it What gang color. were you in? Oh, you were in like that Russian gang, right? I don't remember. No, this was in the one where I was like in Compton or something. So I was in like... You know, oh, like a black an off-brand version of the Crips or something. You know, <laughs> the Pips, the Pips. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. with the Pips. We're hey, the English we're the version. Pips. How are you doing? <laughs> English version of a Compton gang. Yeah, nice and cheery. Us Pips, snitches get stitches. All right, <laughs> but we're violent, mate. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's you know, it's weird. It's like, you, Cancun's beautiful. You should go check it out. Mm. We checked out Chichen Itza and like all the Mayan ruins and all that stuff. It's a good time. Um. It was kind of funny at the... I didn't realize that they have big-ass fucking iguanas everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. Mm. Huge. Like, the size of fucking dogs. Like, small dogs. Mm. But, like, you'll just sit there and, like, you can throw, like, throw tomatoes and watermelon and shit off your, uh, off your balcony. And there'll be, like, huge iguanas coming around. Okay. Yeah. It kind of kind of scared the shit out of me. I was like, what the fuck are these things doing here? And there's, like, tons of them. Mm. At one point, there were, like, 15 iguanas. Okay. Yeah, Big Jerry was just feeding all these iguanas. All right. It's weird. But I didn't notice any of the, uh, you know, the violence or any of that stuff. But hey, you, man, were, on, I mean, you were on an island. But we went into camp. We had to yeah. go into camp. Literally and figuratively. We were yeah. on an island, yeah. Mm. I was on Diarrhea Island when I came back. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it was terrible. But yeah, a lot of people offered drugs to me, but I was rather apprehensive 
about buying anything from these dudes. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just kind of... And the other thing, too, the Federales just cruise around. In the, like, they have Jeeps, mm. and they just cruise on the back of the Jeeps. Everybody has M16s or AR-15 assault right. rifles. You're just, like, cruising around with these AR-15s. Well, and even then, in Paris, they, you know... Yeah, it's they just, got I, machine I guns know, all man. the time. It was just, for I days. Guess, yeah, I machine guess guns kind for of, days. But what's weird about it is these dudes, like, you know, fucking Federales walk by with a bunch of machine guns, and then some dude comes around and runs like, Coca? You want some Coke? I've worked for the cartel. You want some Coke? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> they fucking do it. they got a machine gun right there. Yeah. Why are you offering me Coke? At one point, like, some guy offered his offers blow and I was like, nah, you know, no thanks, no gracias, uh, you know, whatever. And then uh, he, like, I think he purposely just dropped this fat sack of Coke right there. He's like, oops, Coca. And he yeah. puts it in his pocket and yeah. he was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now we want some. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm sure it was good. Don't you, doesn't it make sense that cocaine in Mexico would be better than whatever shit we could buy here? Have you ever had a drug dealer actually push drugs on you? Like push drugs on you where they're like, no, you're buying this. It just kind of force it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. had a couple times in yeah. New York. It's never good. Never ends up well. well it's, it's like, why do they need to, yeah. you know, why do they need to use the aggressive selling technique if their mm. shit's good? Yeah. I just was surprised how brazen these dudes are. Like Federalis, mm. like, ah, who gives a shit? So what leads me to think is they sell you the drugs Go tell the federales. Federales bust you. You pay mm. them off, and then they give the drugs back to the dudes. Okay. I think there's yeah. like a whole thing. It just seemed really shady to me. All right. But maybe not. Maybe at the same time, I was being too, um, you know, too nervous about it. I, I, I I'm always afraid of foreign jails. You know, I'm I because uh, I kind of want to go to Peru, and Lord knows I'd like to buy some cocaine while there. But I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I would. Dude, the best cocaine I've ever done is the stuff called Peruvian Blue. Right. It's blue cocaine, like light yeah. blue. Okay. If you could find that, it's worth, it's worth you know, a couple of years in Peruvian jail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I come back. You, you were in uh, Rhode Island on vacation, right? Visiting yeah, I see my family and it was like, like, these days whenever I go visit family or visit anywhere, leave Los Angeles and go somewhere else. I spent at least a few days like detoxing. Diarrhea? From di well, yes. <laughs> also, yes, diarrhea. Uh, detoxing from this, that, or the other, or both, or several. You know? Well, it kind of makes sense because you escape and you don't have... I mean, I, I'm sure you could find it there if you wanted to. Right. But it's probably more difficult. Well, I mean, it's good to get away from it, but it's like, ah, we're going to have a family dinner. I'm like, I can't even get up. I'm like dying. Um, and then I'm, you know... And then I get okay. But uh, yeah, I went to the Necronomicon. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. The Lovecraft convention, you know. Well, I imagine that must have been cool. Did you pick up any goth hot hotties? I did any not. Any goth hot chicks? No. no hot I devil not. worshippers? <laughs> no? <laughs> I think it's mostly couples there, you know? I don't, I don't think there's a lot of it just seems really. There. It seems like almost like a LARP mm. convention. Like it just, as nerdy as the, uh, the fucking comic book it's more. Things. It's more academic. Oh, okay. So they, it's mostly they have like professors there? People like, reading papers, mostly amateur shit, but people, yeah, I guess most of them are professors because pretty much anybody can be a fucking professor adjunct professor days, yeah. or wherever now. But uh, yeah, like, you know, 
queer non-Euclidean geometry in At the Mountains of Madness or, you know, transhumanism in Lovecraft's Whisper in the Darkness, you know, just like, wow. yeah, a lot of like lectures and panels and shit like that. Weird, weird fucking place. Really like, I thought place. we were going to see the Avengers trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's really some kind of weird opposite world where people give a fuck about shit that nobody gives a shit about anywhere else you know that was still kind of cool though yeah uh how was coven Coven did you see him yeah i did coven was great oh wow yeah yeah did jinx look hot would would you go there i'd still go there but (laughs) would you just would you be going there for the story i'm not commenting all right all right right. (laughs) jinx and i she looks great she looks great yeah i gotta say she looks unusually great Mm. for her age yes yeah. Which is interesting because yeah. I don't know how old she yeah. is, but she's definitely like has to be like about seventy these yeah. days. I mean, she got they, they got a whole show. They get the she comes out of a coffin. She got you wow. know it's a whole thing. God, I wish they would tour. Yeah. You know, I saw that they're playing in Paris with a bunch of bands, like a big mm. metal festival. Hmm. But Coven's headlining. Yeah, no, she's got she's put together a good band. You know, they're oh, solid. Well, fucking, let's check it out. Yeah, but see, uh, yeah, I got to see my niece, who's a weird creature. Like I was, you know, I like, I like her. She's cool. But like, she's like four, almost five. And it's, but if it's like, I think I was telling you earlier, like if she, in 10 years, if she killed a classmate to impress the slender man, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, be yeah, surprised. totally. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I see. Yep. It's interesting. You could already see those tendencies in a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Should maybe get her as an intern on this show. Yeah. So you told me that you got back here and now uh, you're you're driving for Lyft. It's official. And Uber. And Uber. You're doing yeah, both. I'm doing both. How's that going? It sucks. Anyone uh, puke in your car yet? In a way that I really thought, no, nobody's done that yet. Some guy was really sick, though, with like something awful. I don't even know what it was. What, like, it was uh, like, like fucking, uh, what was the disease in that... Uh, 28 days later. Yeah, it was like that. The rage. It was like shaking. Like, are you about to turn He's to like, can you take me to a pharmacy? Ah, he's like dying. <laughs> he has like tuberculosis. I don't even, you know. God. Yeah, he's writing letters to Edgar Allan Poe's cousin. Are you one of those lift guys that has to be like all jovial, make conversation, or are you just not saying anything? You read the people. Oh, Because okay. usually I will talk to people just out of sheer fucking boredom. Um, but you got to read the people because sometimes people are like, meh, and they clearly don't want to fucking talk to you, so I don't talk to them. How long? Uh, how long have you been doing? How many days? I've just, I've done it maybe three days so far. In the so last how week. much money did you make? Does it do, they, do you make it by night or is it a weekly paycheck or how does that work? You get it whenever you get it. You make it by ride. Oh, by ride. So you get paid what? To, straight to your PayPal? Yeah, yeah, straight to your bank. So how account. much do you make for like, for example, like a ride to to LAX? That I haven't done yet, um, but so I don't know. What about from like K Town to West Hollywood? That would probably be like eight dollars or something. You get like eight bucks. Yeah, it's not too bad then, or something like that. Yeah. So, do you do like a what a six hour thing, four hour? Uh, I do like four hours. You know. Yeah. So I think for one night I did like five or something, and I made like a hundred bucks or something. Are you, you know? playing like obscure, weird, like sixties psychedelia, like Edgar Broughton or something? Or? No, I have a there's a there's a station in in L A that just plays old school hip hop, and I just play that. And they, it's actually usually they have a DJ, and it just goes from one song into the into the next. I usually just play do you that. find that's the most amenable music yes. for the audience? Yes, I do. I guess that makes. And sense. Well, also, one thing I found is that if you if you go to like. You gonna want to go to like weird like neighborhoods. Like K Town is good because there are a lot of like 
weird Korean club girls in short dresses that need to go all over fucking K-Town to weird places. And Inglewood. 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 Wow, I'm surprised. The homeboys. Driving the homeboys. Stone, super stone homeboys around. Has anyone sparked up in your car? No. Would you let them do it? No, because I, you know. Well, yeah, because you don't want to stink it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, normally I wouldn't care. If it, if I wasn't had didn't have a professional car, you know. So you, do you know what? Uh, you probably don't know this guy. He's been a long time fan of the show, but he's a good friend of my sister's. Gay Chris. No. Kind of. Uh, uh, he's a good friend of my sister's. He started driving for Lyft about a mm. year ago, and he's had three different circumstances where he picked up a guy or a couple guys. And one guy got out, and the other guy was in there, and the dude tried to make out with him. No. Quote, straight guys, like bros. He picked up a group of bros, yeah. two bros got out, and one bro just tried to make out with them. Has that happened to you yet? That is not, but I picked up, <laughs> I, there was a guy, there was a guy who, who summoned me or whatever, and it said his name was Murray. And you know, I, I see Murray, Murray, I assume, old Jewish, old Jewish guy, guy yeah. you know? No, it's like this young, super hip gay guy in a tank top with the shaved sides of his head looking like he came out of the Jersey Shore, you know? Was it Murray? Murray. That's yeah. weird. And I'm like, you're the weirdest Murray I've ever met. Murray Weinberg. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah, strange. I've heard yeah. some horror stories, but you've only been mm. doing it for like a week, so you probably haven't got there yet. But mm. I bet you you're in store for like, uh, you know, chicks in heat, getting naked in the back of the car, um, dudes jacking off in your back seat. That hasn't happened um, to me yet. I, I'd uh, welcome blowjobs. There'll probably be blowjobs yeah. in your back. So you're I'd gonna break it up. Honestly, I'd welcome that shit because it's <laughs> it's real dark, man. I don't know. I'm not liking it. I'm. I, I thought it would be fine. I'm like, whatever. I'm driving because I drive around a lot when I'm serving, you know, restraining orders and yeah, yeah. you know, land, you know, slum wards and shit. But like, god damn, man. I don't know. Is it? Just, what are you saying? Is it just mind numbingly boring? It's what, what do you want to happen? You're just giving someone a ride from no, point A to point B. No, there's something about it. I don't know. There's something I, I haven't put my finger You're on it yet. You're just not fulfilled by it. Yeah, I'm not fulfilled driver. by it. it just, it's like, I feel like closer to death than I've ever felt in my life. It's like, there's just something grim about it, man. I don't know. And I've driven an ice cream truck, dude, for a whole summer. I'm not I bad. like that more. Now an that's un- disquieting. On air condition, ice cream truck in the summer in New England. <laughs> but I w- but I was on heroin at the time, so I was like, that made it pretty tolerable, you know. So I don't know. Kid, just take yeah. your fucking fudgesicle and get the yeah. fuck out of here. I need a cigarette. Yeah. You must have been really good at that job. Well, I actually, well, because this was like in the you know late nineties, and it was I remember I was in a working class neighborhood in like Rhode Island, and the 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 parents they don't give a shit. Like I I remember I came out once, I parked the car, and there was this little girl and her dad. And I, I just have a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. And I'm just like, what do you want? You're driving? So you're no, like, I, oh. I stop. Oh, okay. You yeah, stop I, go, I come to the window with the little girl. I'm like, what do you want? Just a cigarette, you know? Because <laughs> I don't give a shit, you know? And she's like, daddy, he's smoking. And, and dad goes, hey, what's that got to do with the price of apples in Rehoboth? Like, you know. <laughs> he didn't even care. He didn't care. Wow. They don't All give right. a shit. I bet you now, though. Then now they probably yeah. care. Yeah. You're driving that around in yeah. Brentwood? This was I think still have problems. Yeah, this was still like pre-bike helmet America, you know? So, so what would you do? I'm just going to give you a hypothetical <laughs> situation over here. If somebody got into your lift and they had their like real doll like a sex doll just all dressed up in like her club going outfit and was just like hey take us to uh you know club 39 down the street would you just be like all right yeah 
You wouldn't think it was weird at all. I'd ask him questions. Oh, you would. Like, so you'd be like, "Who's What's that? Up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's your special friend? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> the reason I'm asking yeah. the other night because sometimes you don't want to ask where people are going. So I, I, I do have the time, but sometimes it's like this guy could be going to secretly get fisted in a thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. where do are you, you going? Know about that? What's this? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So I usually answer truthfully. You would this place that says says you're going to a place called Manhole. What's that all about? <laughs> you know, like you don't want to do that. So. <laughs> So the other night I was getting super stoned and I was just on the computer looking for articles uh, doing the show here. And then I just went, fell into like this full on like Twitter wormhole. Okay. And you go from one Twitter account to another mm-hmm. one, to another one. Um, so sex doll owners, like real, I'm not talking just like the blow up sex dolls you get from fucking mom and pops sex mm-hmm. shop down the street. I'm talking about like the real ones, like yes. $2,500 real dolls are making Twitter accounts for their girlfriends. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. So I'm looking at some of them and it's yeah. it is very bizarre. So these guys extremely strange. Not only like obviously yeah. derive pleasure from having this latex companion, mm. but they also uh they want to give them like an online social life. Yeah. That I mean that's that looks like a, the the type of site that a girl would really have. I mean it really yeah. kind of blurs a line between reality and fiction, which is obviously what they're going for. Well, it's, how close is it to like when somebody makes a fucking Facebook profile for their pet? Yeah, but their pet is a living thing. But it can't maintain its own Facebook profile. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, but you're taking. You know? Yeah, I, I guess I, I think it's that, not. There's no difference. The, the problem, except you're not having sex with your. Yeah, pet. you're not okay, fucking but, your pet. All right, I guess it's a little. The, the problem here with this, mm. though, is you see some of these, like some of these accounts. Is, I, I hope there's some for like sex torsos. You know those sex torsos. <laughs> just a midsection, just no legs, yeah. no upper body. At the beach with my sex torso. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's the thing these dudes are going on like trips and they're like dressing the girls mm. up in new outfits mm. and they're like hey we're at the cafe drinking yeah. some beers and these you know, don't look like cheap bizarre. outfits either this is like some serious shit you know yeah I just yeah. or like you know and some of the mm. girls like some of the pictures it's mm. like the chick has her top off with her tits out and right. they're in the forest camping yeah it's fucking weird some mm. of the other ones like I went on I was going on for a while yeah some of them like will pose a girl like you know, full on all fours, just like showing, you know, showing her mm. like ass and like pussy and everything. And you're mm. just like, God, that's a rather realistic vagina for a sex doll. Yeah. Did you see any of those? I didn't see that. No. Yeah. There, there's some that are like full on not safe for work where it's like these girls are like got their legs open. You're like, yeah, God, they spend a lot of time crafting that vagina. Like yeah. those vagina lips look very realistic. Yeah. So I can understand showing some them of them, their faces. Some of the faces actually look like real people. And some of them look like maybe a real person that got hit in the face with a two by four and is also on a lot of Halidol or something, you know? But they have this like thousand yard expression like, hey, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, their eyes just kind of glass. Well, obviously, because they are glass eyes. But it's like glass eyed <laughs> expression that you're like, what the fuck? It, it, we hope they're glass eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now so, you'll be immortal. This one, this one, uh, yeah. one doll, Arena Ichinose, like I-C-H-I-N-O-S-E. Yeah. She tweeted that she developed a crush on mm. Neymar, this Brazilian soccer player. She shared mm. this update shortly after telling her 242 mm. followers that she's getting undressed so she could put on a naughty schoolgirl outfit. Hmm. So there's a man. I have a crush on Namor, the Prince of Atlantis. <laughs> so you, know. you should totally yeah. tweet that out yeah. and say, and I'm about to put on my naughty schoolgirl outfit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at like, who the fuck's following hmm. Arena here? 
who's oh. tweeting about Namor. And I looked it up. It's other uh, real dolls. Oh. So there's like a whole like syndicate, like mm. a whole group of these dudes that all get together and post pictures of the real dolls. I tell you who's following her now, me. <laughs> yeah. She also has her own website. The Does tag- she have her own website? Yeah, the tagline of which is, one day I will have secrets. One day I will have dreams. <laughs> do, a, do a search for her like tweet media and see if there's like full-on naked pictures of her. Like, I wonder if these guys post pictures with their dick in their mouths. Yeah, like a dick in the real doll girl's mouth. That's a good question. I don't, I, I don't see any with her. I like the one they showed of her mm. where she's like, just playing Ratchet and Clank on my PlayStation. Yeah. Watching videos with my iPad. And he made her, like, makes it look like she's like a 19-year-old girl. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. It's very weird. It's, um, it's quite strange. What about the one with the girl that's, uh, that's just walking with, like, the rope around the farm? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was another one. I think it was the same one. It's like, she's got jeans on, but no shirt and cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. And she's smoking a cigar. Is she smoking a cigar? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. It, as if she's like, you know, we're just, you know, we're just going to go enjoy nature. Right. Be all yeah. rough and tumble here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we like to read books by an open fire. Mm. So would you be weirded out by this? Like your friend, your friend, Jared, he's a successful guy. Yeah. He's written a couple books. Mm. Good guy, pretty normal. He's got a girlfriend, but let's say he broke up with his girlfriend yeah. and he had two real dolls. Okay. And he just like, you know, had a Twitter account for him, posed pictures just like me and the girls watching Game of Thrones. Would you would you be weirded out by it? Or would you be cool with it? You know what? Any, anybody else, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Can you keep it? in the closet when I'm here if I'm hanging out at so wait house. what if he said hey I'm gonna go down to Griffith Park for a hike I'm gonna bring the girls out you wouldn't take one of the girls like carry one like a double date I'm not gonna carry one <laughs> I might go with I might accompany somebody just for the lulls you know but just, I'm not I'm not carrying a fucking thing fuck that so wait no. you would help him carry one of the they're kind of heavy it's like they weigh like fucking no. 80 pounds or no that's something. that's your own cross to fucking bear <laughs> You got a goddamn real doll, you know? I'm not carrying that thing. I do think I would. Gotha. I would love to Fuck fucking it. videotape that though. Yeah. You and Jared in Griffith Park having yeah. a picnic, two real dolls, and he dressed up in like summer outfits. Yeah, and you guys eating like you know cheese sandwiches. You know, if it was a friend, like a like an acquaintance of mine, I'd be like, oh, this is weird, but uh, I I'm going to try to be open minded about this. With him, I know him so well that it'd be like. I think there's a tumor putting pressure on your brain. It would be like a total, like, what? I, you go to the doctors. Like, go to the doctors immediately. You know? I do think it's somewhat mm. weird. Like, mm. I, don't, I mean, it's weird. The whole mm. thing is fucking weird. But it's weirder mm. when the guy has, like, three instead mm. of just one. Like, that's just fucking weird. Did you ever see that? that and when uh, then and some of them, they're interacting with each other. Yeah. You know? Well, like that I one mean, picture, it shows the one girl was like, mm. I caught you, and mm. she's on the toilet. Right. And she's like, you know, put her, puts her hand up as if like the mm. one real doll caught the other one taking a shit. Yeah. Like, that's fucking weird. Like, the dudes that have multiple dolls. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie, Guys and Dolls? <laughs> oh, you mean no, not the, the documentary with Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, all right. No, I have oh, not. you should. Uh, yeah. I'll send it to you. It's on. Well, it's online. You can check it out, people. Just go to guys and just yeah. do a search for guys and dolls. Mm. But it's it's really funny because there's a lot of fucking people from England. Mm. Like a lot of the dudes that own these dolls are in England. Apparently, that's a thing there. Okay, but uh, they show this one guy. This guy is American. 
And I think the whole like, it's only like 30 minutes, but the, the, the narrative was this one dude who had like six of these fucking dolls was about to introduce the girls, the dolls to his real life girlfriend. Okay. So like the, the climax was at the end when his real life girlfriend. And when you say introduce, do you mean like, Hey, I have some dolls. These are the dolls or like Susan, this is Julie, Julie, the latter. Like it was like, it was his birthday party. And so he invited her over. Mm. They'd been dating only a short time, like a couple okay. months. Okay. He says, about time, mm. I'm going to introduce you to my girl, to the dolls. Yeah. And so he had them all set up at the table, like yeah. six of them. And they had a birthday cake in the middle. Yeah. And she walks in and she was like, they're interviewing on the way up. And she's like, you know, I'm a very open-minded person. I've been, yeah. I'm old. I've been around. I've been married a couple of times. When I meet someone who has a good heart. I'm willing to put up with almost anything. I'm good giving mm. a game many different ways, blah, blah, blah. As soon as she walked into the house and saw that fucking dude sitting around s- surrounded by like six real dolls, she was like, where was he hiding the dolls before uh, that point? He had them in like closets, oh. under the bed, all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. And so it's, it, I don't want to ruin it for you, but yeah. you should watch it because okay. that last scene. Yeah. And then she was just kind of like, uh, the look on her face is amazing. Yeah. And then they get like, yeah, they like eat birthday cake. I don't right. know if it was his birthday or one of the dolls birthdays. The whole thing was really creepy. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, because it's like, you know, I have a flashlight, but, you know, if, 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 if I leave, I put that shit away when I have company, you know? Dude, you, I just had a great idea. Yeah. Why don't you make a Twitter account for your flashlight? <laughs> <laughs> just like have you and your flashlight, like, yeah. you know, watching Doctor Who. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. At House of Pies, eating some pie. Yeah. What if the guy from Blues Traveler doxes my (laughs) flashlight? What are we going to do then? Not so funny then. Yeah, I don't know know what would happen. I'm going to see if people are going to work on this. I'll see if Harrison will make one. Does your flashlight have a name? No. See, that's the first thing. You need to humanize it. It's got to be like Why do I need to? Okay. Well, if you're going to make a Twitter account, it can't just be like, this is my flashlight. It has to be like, Darla, you yeah. know, my flashlight. <laughs> I don't like when people humanize things, or even pets. You know what I mean? Because it's like when people like, people like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, well, you're one of them. Like, I, I don't want to have kids, you know? I don't want to have kids. And it's like, okay, you don't have kids. But it's like, if you don't, even if you don't have kids, I guarantee you, you know, in 10 years, one morning, you'll be getting dressed to go to like a fucking dog's college graduation, you know, <laughs> like you will. That's going to happen. So like you might, you know, on some level, you're going to have kids. So well, I imagine you could transfer that emotion towards mm. that animal. But I think right. there's like a healthy degree of that and an unhealthy degree. of Yes. That. Yeah. Know, it's like when you're, yeah, like you're graduate, the dog's graduating from school. That's mm. at that point. It's like, okay, you've gone a little too far. But it's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, you're your companion. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's weird when people have pets and they're just like, it's mm. an animal, just mm. like a lamp or mm. another object yeah. I own. And it dies and it's dead and I buy another one. That's kind of weird, too. I think there's like a healthy, uh, not even healthy, but I think there's like a degree of balancing. You know, when my, when my cat wanted to major in gender studies, I was like, "Where are you? how are you going to get a job with you that? You weren't supportive? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> How's Who's going to hire you? you with that degree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a liberal arts degree? Seriously? Going to engineering? Yeah. yeah. You got to be hard on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, this episode 598 here, Sick and Wrong. Um, wow, we have like two more episodes to so 600. Jesus Christ. 600 episodes. 
get, get out the tuxedos. What do we do? What, what do you guys do for the hundred? I don't know. You get tuxedos. We probably should. Yeah. I mean, you were here for five hundred. No, I wasn't. Weren't you? No, I wasn't. Oh, I was here for five hundred one. Yeah. So yeah. this is like. Uh, yeah. Would that be a centennial? No, this. That's like a hundred years. A <laughs> hundred episodes, been, though. Oh, but is that a centennial? Is that what that is? I don't know. Whatever. We've been doing this show for a hundred years now. <laughs> it feels like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking Tony Orlando and the Jimmy Fund or whatever. I think we should you know? have some kind of like Jerry Lewis yeah. telethon. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring your flashlight on the show to be a character. <laughs> and I'll ask you questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should upgrade to a torso. <laughs> yeah, just get a midsection. No yeah. legs, yeah. no upper body, just yeah. the holes. Yeah. That's all you need. Mm. Anyway, uh, Bebo's episode uh, 598 here is sticking around. We have news coming up next and uh, phone calls after that. But first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type diddle for the offer code upon checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, diddle, at adamandeve.com. So the first story we got here came in from Mickey. Um, Man 25 punches girlfriend in the face after she turns down his proposal. Hmm. That man does not deal well with rejection. No. No, definitely not. A man is admitted to punching his girlfriend in the face after she turned down his marriage proposal. Um, hmm. Andre Pavel, 25 years old, has splashed out, had splashed out on an engagement ring and a bunch of flowers to surprise Andrea Nagy with the, with the proposal at her workplace. Uh, these guys, if you look at their pictures, they're from uh, Middleport, Stoke-on-Trent. And if you look at the picture of the guy... He's got a tracksuit on. He's just like a, he's a stereotypical chav. Yeah. Should they stop? Like, should there be a law that just prohibits chavs from getting married? Um, or should they be allowed to get married, but not allowed to breed? I think you're, 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 you're into social engineering now. A little bit of eugenics. Okay. Okay. But only with chavs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying it's like if you're at a certain socioeconomic status, mm-hmm. you wear track track suits mm-hmm. and uh, you got gold chains on, um, perhaps you shouldn't be allowed to breed. Okay. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, you know, a lot of our finer, you know, artists and academians, academians, academics, academics. you know, come, probably come from chavy background you think everybody most are you saying like yeah. most of our fans probably come from uh chavy roots yeah and that's possible yeah you know yeah. i mean I, I i i don't know what, what is the equivalent of chavs in america uh guidos no i guess okay? maybe a guido sort they of, wear track suits yeah but it's like a white guy that thinks he's black kind of is a chav oh so mm. I, i'm not sure who would be a chav here you can't say m&m's a chav no like icp Okay. Let's say that that ICPs the, the contingent that follows the the ICP. Okay. It'd probably be Chavy. ICP is the norm. Yeah. Got it. 
It makes sense. I think those guys shouldn't be allowed to breed. Okay. The well, people that late. listen to ICP. You're too late. They've already Okay, bred. well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andre Pavel um, bought the engagement ring, bunch of flowers, showed up at her workplace. How much do you think that ring costs? At least $500. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I doubt that. Yeah. Um, he should have recorded it, by the way. Yeah. I think any time you propose to someone, you mm. should record it. Uh, but when she replied no to his proposal, he lost his temper and hit her in the face, knocking mm. her to the ground and leaving her with significant injuries. Mm. Uh, after being arrested, Pavel, who has no previous convictions, told officers that he was really upset by the rejection. Um, now the defendant from Stoke on Trent has been banned from contacting his victim for a year after pleading guilty to assault by beating. You know, I feel like everyone that I'm close-ish with that's ever gotten married never got like a real ring. Didn't get a ring? Like a toy ring or like, we'll get tattoos of the rings. Because everyone knows like, you know, I'm an anarchist or whatever they are, you know? Everybody's whatever. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I know a couple people that did like the traditional mm. thing. Okay, you know, like a guy from uh, a guy mm. from um, college mm. that uh, I went to college with. He was like, mm. "You want to go with me? Just hold the ring, give it to me when I go over there." Mm. I was like, "No, just fucking go. Yeah, to have dinner with her, you know, and just here, here's a ring. Let's do this. Like, why? Why do you have to make some elaborate thing?" Well, because bohemian trappings are a great excuse to not do stuff. To not, A, to not buy a diamond ring, to not do anything on Valentine's Day, because you just be like, corporations, man, you know? (laughs) I'm anti that. It's all establishment. You know what the thing that always pissed me off about it, because I don't have this, and it would be nice, is some people like like my buddy Pat, P-Town. P-Town... Like, P-Town's got a good job. That guy makes mm. a lot of money. He could afford to buy a decent ring, mm. but his, like, grandma died or something, and mm. so he inherited, like, grandma's ring and just kind of like, yeah, I just need to, like, fix a couple things, make it a little larger so it fits her. Perfect. It's a nice racket right there. Yeah, but it's yeah. such bullshit. It's like, oh, I just got, you know, grandma's ring and just need to, like, buff it up a little bit. Mm. And you save, like, what, $8,000? How much are rings? I don't, I don't even know. know. I don't know. The whole thing's a fucking scam. I think the the only I only buy rings in video games, <laughs> especially if they're like plus two dexterity or whatever. You know, wow, those are great. Yeah, it's like that's advanced level sadness. <laughs> the only rings I ever bought was in Legend of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> it helped me move boulders. <laughs> so. Um, oh no, that was the bracelet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pavel and Miss Nagy here had been in an intense relationship for three months. Mm. It's close. This guy, he's a romantic. They've been in, in an intense relationship for three months, and they moved in together before hitting a rocky patch. But Pavel is keen to get things back on track and, uh, and propose. Um, the prosecutor said that uh, Nagy described the relationship as intense. She moved in with him after two months, which mm. is very early to move in with anybody. Yeah. You're dating, especially a chav. Mm. Uh, I don't think you should ever move into the council mm. house unless mm. you have to. Right. So you're being uh, evicted from where you currently live and have no other choice. Uh, can you... Can you focus all your wall punching on the punching wall and leave the other walls, you know, leave them alone? She moved in with him after two months, but the relationship broke down and they split up. Since that time, he'd been contacting her via text. He didn't want the relationship to end. He's trying to get it back on track, 
purchased a ring and asked her to marry him. So uh, what mm. happened here is how it all went down. She was handed a note at work. I would love to read that note. Could you just see, could you just see the spelling mistakes? Yeah, yeah. What if it's just a bunch of emojis? Yeah. I don't know. Um, she was handed a note at work, which the defendant, which said the defendant wanted to speak to her. She then met. She went outside and saw the defendant with a bunch of flowers. Do you think he actually got down on one knee? Yeah. It's like, will you marry me? <laughs> um, so he proposed to her, hmm. and then she said no. Hmm. He then, I, I guess, stood up. It just punched her right in the face. <laughs> all, all right, nail. let's try this again, yeah? I ask, and you fucking say yes this time. <laughs> you fucking slag. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> he punched her to the face, knocked her to the floor for a matter of seconds. Oof. And she was left with significant injuries to her face. Yeesh. That's why I wonder if someone was taping it. Is, don't you usually do that? Like, don't you think her coworkers would be like, oh my God, he's about to propose to you. No, they probably knew about this. I'm sure the girls that worked with him probably knew like, oh, he's mm. here. The Chav's here. You know, your chavy boyfriend that's going to start some trouble. And also, what the hell kind of proposal is that? It's stupid. You, you go, which is a workplace? And then outside at the, you know, it's well, dumb. It sounds like uh, she wasn't responding to his text. It's I like think a smoke break like... proposal, you know? <laughs> um... The court heard Ms. Nagy said she was scared of the defendant, described him as jealous and controlling. Hmm. Uh, the the uh, defendant... The, I am not! I'll kill you for saying that, you... <laughs> the hmm. defense attorney, Andrew Bennett, said, uh, it was just a little punch. <laughs> and he added that now he accepts, he sees that there's no future in the relationship and has moved on. It's just a little punch, a little tap-tap. Hmm. Tap. Hmm. little tap-tap <laughs> to the noggin. Not a big deal. <laughs> How do you even argue this in court? You got to yeah. wear that white wig. Yeah. Oh, come on, Your Honor. Yeah. It's a little tap. A little tap. Barely even closed a fist. Um, so, yeah, he got a 12-month community order with 30-day rehabilitation activity requirement and 150 hours unpaid work. Uh, he's also uh, has a 12-month <laughs> restraining order. Activity requirements. It sounds like there's a workbook or something. <laughs> it's got a coloring book. Oh, yeah. I, what I wonder about, though... Is it in the U.S. If you just like if you propose to a chick, she said no, and you just fucking punch her in the face, you would get assault, you get battery, you but you yep. definitely would get a restraining order, but yep. you would definitely be spending some time in jail. Yeah, um, may, maybe maybe probation. Probably, All right, I guess actually most likely probation, but you definitely get charges. You might spend you know? a couple nights in jail yeah. though, and if you didn't have a good lawyer, you might get felony charges. Yeah, yeah. and then, well, this guy had no priors, so maybe mm. that's why, but. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, I guess it was an unprovoked attack, and uh, he's going to do his... Uh, I, I bet you he doesn't follow this restraining order. But yeah. he's going to try to charm her again with his chav wit. Yeah, I mean, if you show up in person... What I've learned is that most people, even if there's a restraining order, and they want to contact the person online, they'll just use a VPN. Yeah, you could do and that. like, the it's courts, just, you know... Th Courts don't even know how to deal with that. Does this come from personal experience? Or? I serve motherfucking restraining oh, okay. orders, dude. <laughs> come on. So what do you do, though, yeah. if you propose to a girl, especially mm. a girl you've been living with, you make this mm. big elaborate proposal, take mm. her out to Olive Garden, propose, and she says mm. no. Take what her do you do? Pret a manger. Pret a manger, yeah. you propose. <laughs> what do you do after that? And she says no. Oh, um... Because I've heard, like, did you ever see my favorite? The guys that do it at sporting events and right. it's on the big screen, and they're like, no. Yeah. And then the guy just, like, and the girl runs off. But you live with her. Yeah. So 
is it like well, she's like I'm not ready yet let's work towards it or do you just like is it done on, like right there it's done I, yeah I think it's done right there it's like when you when you're a professor and you apply for tenure and they you, say no if you don't get tenure you, you get fired <laughs> Oh, do you? You're, yeah. you're not allowed you're to just, just work. If you're a full time your... professor and you probably, yeah, you have to leave. You can't apply again? No. You have to leave. So, what, what happens with, uh, with this? So, it's like you propose to her, she says no. Hmm. Do you just go home and like start packing your shit up? Yeah. And it's done. Yeah. I mean, unless you're a you're huge no. idiot. It's you know? done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're like, oh, well, well I, guess, is, I guess she's not ready, but I, you know, I. You yeah, know, but some like, you... some girls though are mm. like, I'm not ready yet. I think we should still just mm. kind of work our way towards it. Would you work your way towards it? Or would you be done? Or would you just punch her in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd probably punch myself in the face and then blame her. <laughs> just I think the moral of the story is don't yeah. try to fucking marry a chav with anger management issues. Yes, like seriously, yeah. God. What do you have here for a second story? Uh, this is a story after my own heart. Sent from Richard. Boyfriend is arrested after digging up his girlfriend's grave and setting her corpse on fire because she was haunting him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds egregious. Yep. Uh, quite a bewitching young lady, I guess. Uh, uh, a man has been detained in Russia. Right? In Russia for opening the grave of his dead girlfriend and burning her coffin because he claimed she was stalking him in his dreams. Whoa. Yeah. Did he murder her? No. Oh, okay. No, right. we'll get to how she died. I can see that like, kind of a, yeah. you know, is it telltale heart kind of situation going if she, on there? If he had murdered her, this story would be less depressing than it actually is. All right, so this yeah. is just like a girl he dated. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, she dies, he digs up the corpse. Yeah. The man, named as 30-year-old Yuri Golovin. Um, you ever meet Russian guys in America where they're like, their actual name is Yuri, but they change it to like James. You know, and they go <laughs> by James. The guy. Yeah. Goes by, I think he goes yeah. by Jim, Yeah, actually. Yeah, he had a friend of mine. Who, or John. Gabe, but his actual name was like Gennady, you know? <laughs> How many how many Russian dudes do you think are named Yuri? Is it the most popular name over there? It's pretty Igor. Second the Yaakov. the baby baby name list. Yeah, Igor Yuri <laughs> Igor Dimitri. Or Yuri. Yeah. Um, Yuri Golovin allegedly dug dug up his former lover's body five years after her death. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this wasn't a sexual thing, was it? Because no. at this point, there's not much left to fuck. Yeah. No. No, uh, supposedly not. Olga Galeva, 17. She was 17 years old. 17, all right. Uh, died five years ago, but her boyfriend took advice from a sorceress who told him to destroy her grave. <laughs> I yeah. do love that, though. Yeah. And, uh, in yeah. Russia, it's like, yeah. you know, I could go see a therapist. I could go see a doctor, another medical professional, or I could go see a sorceress. Right. Because yeah. they still have sorceresses that work and advise people. Uh, yeah. I mean, because I've only, I mean, if I could do it in real life, I'd do it. But I've only ever consulted a sorceress in video games. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the woman that gave us the tour of Chichen Itza and all that. Mm. I, she wasn't Mayan, but she was married to a Mayan. Mm. And she was saying how in Mexico, she's like, you know, you got cancer, you could go to a doctor, but you could also go to a shaman. And the shaman mm. will have natural remedies for you that actually work. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. 
She's like, yeah. She's like, you know, sometimes if you just squeeze garlic and just eat, like, you know, squeeze garlic and spread it all over your wounds, she's like, not only will it get rid of bad spirits, but also kill impurities. Shamans know how to do this. Yeah. Shamans can cure cancer with berries. Right. And I was like, yeah, I think I'll take my chances with the doctors. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that matches the same thing. You know, in Russia, it's like, uh, you know, I could go to a doctor, but I could also go to a sorceress. Yeah. A macabre picture is believed to show him, Yuri, or his accomplice lying on the teenager's coffin after the grave was opened in Menshikovo village, a thousand miles east of Moscow. Wait, so he dug it up and then took a selfie? Yeah. Nice. Um, or somebody took it, or his friend who helped him dig the grave took a, took picture. a picture of him, yeah. Because um, they, they were posted on on social media. Nice. This was all documented. Everything has to be on fucking social yeah, media. Yeah. Um, the man who posted the pictures explained that the ex-boyfriend wanted her grave dug to set fire to her remains. What would that do? D don't you watch horror movies? I mean, I guess you could burn it all. But if there's it's a like... ghost, you burn the fucking body and then the ghost is gone. Kaput. What? I've always thought it was the other way around. It's like his bones have been, her remains have been displaced, so you bury it with the other bones, and then it's happy. And it moves on to the, uh, the other world. No, you burn it. You have to burn it? Yeah, you got to burn it. And this is probably because you're a Jew. Ghost? You're like a full-on Jew, and you don't like that idea. <laughs> All bodies should Too be burned. Too much work. All bodies should be burned. I agree with you. That. Vampire, zombie, solves everything. You know? It's cremation. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they were, see you reanimate yourself yeah. after that, bitch. There were two vampire exhumations that occurred in America, both of which happened in Ro Rhode Island. In Rhode Island? Yeah. Did they burn them? No. Well, what they did is they they dig up the body because they'd be they'd believe that the the body the uh, dead body of the person was coming back to life at night to suck the blood from the um, from the family from her family members. So they dig it up, they cut the heart out, and then they'd burn the heart. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to destroy a ghost, you got to burn the, you know, throw the some salt on there. Everything. You've never watched Supernatural? That's like every episode they do that. You know? That's what they do. I only watched that new one. Roll your eyes at me. I only watched the new one, Midnight Texas. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you haven't seen that show? No. It's no. like the new Supernatural. Oh, okay. It's equally as lame. Anyway, but I mean, it's, it, the sorceress, you know, her story checks out. That's, that is a good thing to do if you're being uh, played. If you're being haunted, you guys go yeah. dig the person up and, yeah. uh, all right. Yeah. Because who cares? They used to burn Vikings, you know, on ships. Do it. It's yeah, yeah well, to, it's worth a try. I want a Viking funeral. Uh, the boyfriend was tormented by constantly seeing Olga in his dreams, according to friends. He went to a sorceress and was advised to get her body out of her grave and burn it. Yeah. In the event there was fire damage, oh, in the event there was fire damage to the coffin, but it was not fully destroyed. Sounds like he really fucked this job. Yeah, up. I was about to say, you know? how hard is this? Just yeah. pour some gasoline in there and just yeah. light it on fire. I, well, I think, you know, coffins sometimes they're hard to light on fire because it's thick wood. It's, you know, um, but I think if you, you got to. What if he opened it like they and just poured gasoline I all over like the. like maybe he couldn't get it open. Oh, yeah. he couldn't get through there. Because don't mm -hmm. they put like, uh, what is the thing they put over the coffin? Sometimes it depends on where you. I guess where, it depends on where you're buried. This isn't like sometimes there's concrete, whatever, you know, whatever. But fuck Russia. I'm sure yeah. they're not putting much on there. Why would you waste the, the vault con to yeah. get through the vault? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Why would you waste concrete? Yeah, I don't even. I mean, honestly, I don't know why well, you would. My waste whole concrete. thing is like, yeah. why would you even waste the land for a cemetery when right. you could just cremate? Right. 
Yeah. Maybe just a waste of space. Burn everybody. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway. So, uh, it, local reports say Olga committed suicide by hanging herself in 2002. 2012. Oh, she committed suicide. Yeah. yeah. So, she could be haunting uh, this dude. He it's probably right. drove her to yeah. it. Although, you know what? He should see her not in his dreams. He should see her like... In fucking real life. If, it, if she's you know, a real ghost. I'm not going to authorize. I'm not going to authorize this vampire exhumation um, unless he sees her IRL. Yeah, not but in his you, fucking dreams. But right? do you think the sorceress Bullshit. make contact with it or something? I think the sorceress just has a really great sense of humor. You know? It sounds like she's doing it for the lulls here. Right, yeah. Um, but here's something that's not for the lulls at all. Uh, Olga had been an orphan, said one of her friends. She was taken in by a foster family, but then they returned her to the orphanage, and she could not cope with this. Damn. Yeah. Well, she was sent back. Yeah. She faulty? I guess so. God. I mean, she was dating a 30-year-old man named Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> what are there the are some issues Is over your there. teen dating a 30-year-old man named Yuri? You might have some problems. Yeah. <laughs> Just send her back to the orphanage you got her from. Wow. So did it solve the whole thing? Is he still being haunted? I want some resolution here. Some closure. Uh, he's, he's, be, he's been arrested. Oh, I, don't, okay. I, I, th- I, don't, I think he fucked the job up. I don't think he properly burned it. Well, now she's so, going to be fucking yeah. curious. Yeah. Like you, you defaced her fucking coffin. Yeah, dude, you're going to be really tormented. He's just like, yeah, he thought like a couple hauntings here and there was bad in his dreams. Yeah. It's going to be way worse now. I don't know why. Like, he clearly he got a friend to help him do this. And the friend took a picture of him in the grave. The, the picture of his him in the fucking grave. And then posted it on, like, Facebook. And it's like, thanks, Tim. Yeah, but they drink, sure his name they drink a lot of vodka Thanks, Dimitri. You know? They drink a lot of vodka over yeah. there, you know. So they're be, willing to do a lot more stuff that most people aren't. I, I mean, just be careful who you enlist in your, you know, necromancy activities. You know, you well, don't you, want to enlist the wrong people. That's the, wrong, the thing with Russians. Yeah. I think they're willing to do a lot more stuff that we aren't. Like I think we have that. I don't know that. Uh, I guess I would say that uh, super ego. I suppose that just sort of as like our morality. Mm. Our moral wall that we build up <laughs> that we're not willing to to uh, traverse. Yeah, like we we're willing not to go past that moral wall because we're like, yeah. no, that, that's wrong to do. But in Russia, it's like, sure, let's go climb up that two hundred fifty foot crane and then hang off it with one arm and take selfies. Yeah, like that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And then you go up there with your buddies. I don't know why they do that shit. Yeah, have you ever noticed that? Whenever you see those like, whoa, this video is going to make you sick. And some guy's got a GoPro on his head. Mm. He's all the way on the top, like the 30th floor of this tower. I don't watch anything like that. So I I can't take it. it. It's just Mm. crazy. It's always like three Russian teenager dudes. Okay. You know, or then uh, all the gross porn that comes out of Russia. Right. It's like, you know, they're just like, hey, you know, this is going to be fun. Let's do this. Crocodile, that's a yeah, good thing. That's Digging one. up your ex-girlfriends, yep. lighting them on fire. Yep. I think Russians are just more game to do shit like that because we have this like, yeah, this this more moral wall or yeah. something where we just kind of like, no, that's wrong. Hmm. I think it's because the way we were brought up. Yeah. Yeah, this like embedded morality or something. Hmm. Anyway, third story here. Um, comes in from a guy who calls himself R. Kane. Not A-R-C-A-N-E. It's R-K-A-N-E. Like arcane. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it now. He says mm. Harrison better have a deal with someone to destroy his hard drives when he kicks it. 
Jesus I, Christ. I hope what? you do. That's that's morbid. You know, I don't, and I really I thought should. you did. I thought Lenora was your. Uh... She's getting getting rid of my physical stuff, but oh, I should really do some. I don't what have, what I other mean, stuff are you talking about? Your metaphysical stuff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. your stuff you have in the cloud. Yeah, my uh, the, the ghosts of Russian teenagers yeah. that I that I keep <laughs> that I keep in the closet. Those ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Go find the sorceress. Um, I don't know if you're at this level though of uh, porn hoarding. Hopefully not. That would just that'd be a little disconcerting. Uh, three aged brothers had child porn, rape, and homicide manifestos. Cops say. Yeah, I don't, guys. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I. I don't have anything that's illegal, nor do I want anything that's illegal. Do you, you know? have a manifesto, though? I hope to one day. Okay. I hope Working to one day have a manifesto. Yeah. You think if I met a, if yeah. I met just a random person in the street, mm. like if I met you mm. randomly, I didn't know mm. you, I'd be like, yeah, there's an 85% chance that guy has a manifesto. Or at least he's working on one. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a very productive year, to be honest. Um, but, you know, I hope to one day have one. So, you know, I've been, it's like the great American novel for me. You know, I've been meaning to get around to writing that manifesto. Hashtag life goals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the eldest brother here, 82 years old, amassed a trove of items related to the abuse and killing of 22 children as a hobby, his brother said. His brother's ratting him out. So this house is in Seattle. You saw a picture of it. It's a run-down house in Seattle. It's just like this is like a house of horror. It's worse than Glendale. That's house. not really a hobby, you know. Tabletop <laughs> role-playing is a hobby, you know. Warhammer or something. Collecting stamps. Yeah, yeah. That's a hobby. Yeah. Um, this rundown know. house in Seattle bore witness to three reclusive brothers' decades of unspeakable atrocities against mm. children. Edwin Edwin Emery, seventy-eight. Thomas Emery, seventy-nine, and Charles Emery, eighty-two. Uh, were all arrested last week after police discovered their home in the uh, Green Lake neighborhood of Seattle littered from floor to ceiling with child pornography. It's a hell of a lot of CP. From floor to ceiling? Did you think they had like wallpaper of just yeah. children naked? Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a lot of CP. Yeah. Um, police said they also found videos, children's clothing, and manifestos detailing child rape and homicide. Because that's a good thing to keep laying around. Mm. You know, um, I'm assuming they probably didn't have too many visitors. Right. You know, that's that's the one house yeah. parents were like, yeah, we're not going to go trick or treat there. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. No dinner parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the oh, men- what's your wallpaper? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the men were nonchalant and relatively unconcerned about the serious nature of the allegations. All right. I saw a picture of that guy. There's nothing about him that's nonchalant. <laughs> No, if you look at that guy, you're like, wow, that's exactly what I pictured a guy yeah. who has child porn wallpaper in his living room. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he looks like Santa Claus if Santa Claus raped his elves, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's not good. Not a good uh, look. The Seattle police captain, Mike Edwards, said it's very clear that these three individuals had an obsession with young female children for most, if not all, of their lives. The brothers were charged with two counts each of possession of depiction of a minor engaged in sexually explicit conduct. And they're jailed in lieu of a $500,000 bond. Don't you think it'd be weird to live in a house with your siblings, like, forever? Isn't that kind of strange, just on its own? There's a lot of strange going on okay, in this yeah, story here. Yeah. A miasma of mm. strange. Mm. But I would say these three guys, the fact mm. that the three of them live together is probably the least strange thing. Even yeah. though that's fucking strange. Right, yeah. 
but the uh, you know the CP yeah. wallpaper. You know, I saw. I, I couldn't help but notice that you left your uh, manifesto on the can. <laughs> so I was I, I was in there and I, I took a look at it. Really great. You know, <laughs> I like it a lot better than the last one. Riveting. Yeah, it was yeah. riveting. Yeah, and you have page flipper. Right. <laughs> Um, investigators said the brothers went beyond sick fantasies. They abused at least two children. And cops are currently investigating them for child sexual abuse cases that stem back over decades. Yeah, these kid, these dudes were... Uh, these guys pretty much are the boogeymen. Yeah. You know, they're the uh, yeah, epitome of, of, uh, of uh, freakish boogeymen. Hmm. Uh, well, each of their brothers had a sexual interest in minor children. It was the oldest, Charles, who maintained an extensive collection of materials related to the sexual assault and murder of 22 kids. Uh, the younger brothers told detectives those items were part of Charles' hobby. That's the thing. This is his hobby, so mm. they called it, which seems to be kind of a nonchalant term for something so vile. I mean, it, yeah, a hobby is mm. collecting stamps. Improv comedy. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that could be a hobby. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I don't joining know Joining an this. improv troupe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about this. And also it's weird that, like, the, you know, just the media that the 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 pornography is collected on spans decades decades you know? well yeah. where were they getting this you know this is the weird thing listen to what they found there yeah. so please search the property with cadaver dogs but found mm. no human remains <laughs> <laughs> i love whenever i i read or hear cadaver dogs i think like zomb like frankenstein dogs like Which dead dogs, dogs that are yeah sewn together like different casper's parts. dog or something yeah. Um, but they had cadaver dogs. They found no human remains. They did make other disturbing discoveries, including a pink child's hat partially buried next to a burn handwritten letter hidden in a dirty crawl space, <laughs> which is probably the last place I'd ever want to be. This guy's crawl space. Can you imagine? Um, God, this is, and this is going to be listed on Zillow, like this house, like next week. <laughs> Like, there's over 14 dirty crawl spaces to make your own. You might find yeah. burn handwritten letters written by a three-year-old. <laughs> Magazine clippings describing missing and murdered young girls. There's the hobby. Uh, okay. Handwritten notes detailing the kidnap, Oof. torture, rape, and murder of young girls. Mm. Handwritten notes detailing ritualistic and satanic sacrifices mm. of young girls. Mm. Now that would make me buy the house. Um, dozens of pairs of children's shoes and underwear. Dozens. That's a bit shocking. And finally, used condoms and several rolls of microfilm. Microfilm. That's uh, like micro. Is it, now, is, is which one is microfiche? Is microfiche or microfilm? I think right? microfiche is microfilm. We have the wheel. Yeah, you got the wheel and the thing. So, so yeah. these guys have been collecting CP. Yeah. For yeah. decades. Yeah. To the point where they have it on microfilm. Yeah, they got super How do you eight, even watch you know? it? <laughs> they, super eight. <laughs> they have like, you know, the, the recorded on those like audio cassettes, like the Pixel Vision camera from the eighties that you could hook up to a Commodore sixty four. You know, every manner of fucking stupid thing they have. Come here, boys. I got a yeah. talkie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you could actually hear the little kids crying. We found um we found over a hundred uh, Betamax tapes in a dirty crawl space. <laughs> the brothers, who have no known criminal history, are childless and unmarried. Hmm. That's a surprise. Uh, police said, said that they have lived together in this house since 1962. It's hmm. a long time. Jesus Christ. That's just beyond creepy. I wonder if there are other relatives. Yeah. 
Like, could you imagine? It's like, oh, hey, uh, you know, Uncle Edwin's having Thanksgiving. It's like, you want to go hang out with your uncles tonight? It's like, no. It's the last place I'd want to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dear God. So the oldest here, Charles Emery, mm. this is how the whole, uh, the whole thing was found out. Charles Emery, who's been diagnosed with dementia, had recently, be- recently been moved to a senior residential center, touching off the investigation. Apparently a relative was sorting through his possessions, contacted police after finding boxes just stuffed with child pornography and other disturbing items. Mm. So this guy's like, I got to get my things to go to the old age home. Yeah. And it's like inside there's just boxes of child porn. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine finding that? I don't even know what I would do. I, like, uh, Grandpa, yeah. you're a sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edward Emery, the younger guy, was investigating police by police in January uh, 2013 after taking his computer for repair. An employee at the Best Buy found photos of nude children. <laughs> Wait, take what for repair? His computer. Oh, Jesus. He took it into Best yeah. Buy. The Geek and Squad <laughs> stumbled upon this. <laughs> some, some Geek Squad member found yeah. a bunch of nude kids yeah. on his hard drive. Yeah. Uh, forensic examination of the computer showed approximately 20 images depicting child erotica, mm. nudist colony activity, and several lascivious display images. Mm. Whatever that means. Okay. Um, Edwin Emery told police at the time that he was attracted to sub-teenage girls and admitted sexually abusing a young child when he was in, her, when he was in his mid-20s. Hmm. Um, he told investigators his brothers would also look at child porn. So I, th- that's what I'm thinking about. Like this whole thing, you read it. Do you think they all just watch child porn together? It's like, let's go get Charles' scrapbook. I mean, it's, it's on the wall, you know? Floor I mean, to it, ceiling. Yeah, and they've lived together since 1962. Yeah. Talk about his brother's hobby. I mean, it sounds like to me, it's like, hey, you know, Wednesdays, it's meatloaf and child porn scrapbook day. Yeah. You know, God, it's just disturbing. This is disturbing. I still um, kind of want meatloaf now. You just said that, <laughs> and now I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> anyway. Hey, guys, can I just stay for the meatloaf and then leave after that? Because I'm not really into the... What you're putting out here, I don't know. You know. The only way you get the meat loaves is you do some scrapbooking. Oh, God. Just clipping some child <laughs> porn for the wall. God. Oh. House of Horrors there. Anyway, people, send your story. Stick around podcast.com. We have some phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Before we get to our first phone call, though, here's another word from Adam and Eve. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word fiddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we got is from a, uh, this guy's, this guy's quickly becoming a character. Yes, I'm glad, I'm glad. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, Hmm. I think his his name is. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta calls in 
um, I forget what he was calling in about. I think it's uh, I think it's about the guy who shot heroin into his balls. Now, is that a parody of an actual, a famous Indian guy? Or if it, I, I can't tell if it's a parody of somebody, or I also feel like that's every doctor doctor's name. Isn't there a doctor? Yeah. San, isn't there Sanjay Gupta? I thought that's a real a real doctor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is. Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. I think who's he's the, like a. Who's the I'm okay, you're okay guy? Who's that guy? I'm okay, you're okay. Is that Al Franken? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, that's a, that's what it this is. guy. If he is Indian or if he's not Indian, he does a damn fine Indian impression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, hello, I'm wrong. Uh, this is uh, Doctor Sanjay Gupta. Um, I was listening to your last episode. And you were talking about the guy who stuck, uh, who was shooting himself up with uh, heroin in his balls. And you know, it is pretty crazy because just last year, I thought I was the only one who would ever see this. I guess, I don't believe, I don't know why I told you guys to talk about this. But I was in San Francisco. This was, um, oh, you know, like a year ago. And I'm walking on Mission Street. And there is this homeless guy, and he is. Thank you. Was you he at Starbucks or something? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's at their drive-thru, actually. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> and he was. <laughs> and he was straight up. He was in the street. He was in between two parked cars, and he no shirt on, homeless, uh, you know, junky-looking guy, and he has like three or four needles on the ground. And I, you know, I've never been in San Francisco before. I was there for business. And, um, business. I'm there, and he straight up gets up, pulls down his pajama, you know, and, uh, he straight up just sticks the, the, the needle in his dick. And, you know, and I am shocked. And there is, this is broad daylight, by the way. So there's people walking by. This lady is walking by with her, like, three-year-old daughter and everybody's just walking by like nothing is going on and he's straight up just sitting there sticking a needle in his dick and I thought and then he sees me and you know and I as I am flabbergasted I'm sitting there staring just in awe and he he looks at me and he he almost is mad that I am like I feel like there should be like an air supply song playing. It's like the two of them make eye contact. Yeah, yeah. Cue romantic music. Staring, uh, <laughs> which you know, I mean, I don't know, but it was just he he comes at me with a needle a little bit, you know, to scare me away, and I just run. But no, it was very, uh, very interesting. You you Americans are very um, interesting people, man. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. You're every woman in the world. Uh. <laughs> and uh, fuck uh, Trucker Paul and fuck Kendra and fuck these other losers that are now in the show. What's his name? Okay, hold on a second. Trucker Paul hasn't called in since like 1982, right? Yeah, he hasn't I don't remember the last yeah. time he called okay. in. And Kendra? Who the fuck's Kendra? Wow, yeah. you. She was an old school. This guy okay. has been listening for a long time okay, okay. to know that. She was that... You probably would have liked her a lot. Mm. She was on the early episodes. Mm. She's this like crazy heroin addict mm. from uh, Vancouver. She had a 
satan you know that uh, heroin addicts are vancouver's main export <laughs> yeah she had like a a baphomet sigil mm. huge tattooed between her tits oh, and she came to san francisco one day uh, or for a week and i remember she hung out she came on the show mm. she was a huge fan of the show came on the show showed wackerly and made the uh the baphomet sigil on her tits and then um she was like oh what are you in town for she goes oh i'm going to a gangbang and so, yeah, she like was in town for some, for, to meet some guy yeah. that she met, yeah. who was actually a dude we interviewed on the show. Mm. Uh, he was the lead singer of Oxbow, this band, big mm. dude. Uh, he was also a UFC fighter guy. I forget his name. Eugene Robinson, that's his name. Okay. And they had been like hooking up because she was traveling to go, or he was on tour and she met up with him because she had heard about uh, us talking to him on the show. His band is great, by the way, actually. Anyway, she um, came down to see him and then went to like a gangbang at his house. Okay. With like six dudes. And then came on the show to tell us all how it all went down. Hmm. And, uh, and if she enjoyed it. Yeah, she was, she was bizarre. The best thing about her, though. So we hung out with her for like one night and like hung out, got drunk with her. Um, she wanted me to go back to the hotel with her. I was like, nah, I'm going home. <laughs> You know, not only did you just tell me about a six-man gangbang, you also got a Satan tattoo. Mm. I think I'm not going to go there. I think I'm going to go home. But so uh, she went to my brother's bar like a little later that week. Mm -hmm. And uh, back then, that place was just... It was before they remodeled it. It was like looked like the fucking Blue Oyster from Police Academy. Yeah. My brother worked in the back, which mm. like no one went in the back unless like, you know, you're wearing chaps. And she was just sitting there at the bar drinking with him. And at one point she goes to the bathroom and then a bunch of gay men just run out of the bathroom to the to uh the bar and go to my brother like, Oh my god, oh my god, there's a woman pissing in the trough. Mm. And yeah, she just like goes up there, pulls her fucking pants down and mm. just taking a piss in mm. the trough. <laughs> and these gay guys flipped out yeah. and just ran out of the mm. bar in disgust. And my brother's like, yeah, and then she comes out just zipping her pants. Mm. She was she was epic. I don't, mm. I don't know what happened. You know what I think I heard about is I heard that uh, she went through rehab, mm -hmm. became sober, and now she's like a triathlon runner or something. Hmm. Like one of those like full one eighties that a lot of heroin addicts do. Okay, yeah. You know, it's like now she gets the high from running. Yeah, no, because a lot of them do start doing what is this stupid thing? P CrossFit or whatever. Everybody starts to cross, do CrossFit. Cross training. She's like yeah. I saw on her page like she was yeah. like doing a yeah. running and swimming and mm. bike riding and all this yeah. stuff. And I was just like, That girl? Yeah, it's like now she's all like muscular. She's she definitely mm left this sordid past us included behind her how do you how do you know if uh somebody's doing crossfit how don't worry they'll tell you oh just like vegans hmm. um uh and flint <laughs> all right please soften your r's doctor flint doctor please doctor nigga face uh. Oh my god! And and fuck you, Lance, you fucking bitch! Why you leave the show? I miss you. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. You well, know anybody else who would call in to the show and and, and you know their their nom de de guerre would be Doctor Something. I'd assume they weren't a doctor, but because he's Indian, I'm like fifty fifty. He might be a doctor. Is that yeah, racist? You never know. Am I, I mean, racist? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do you really think this guy's Indian? Yes. I don't. I don't buy that accent. Okay. 
But maybe. I don't know. It's a good accent, mm. and I'm willing to play along if he keeps calling in yeah, because right. I enjoy it. Okay. Um, you know, it's not that uncommon of a sight to see some junkie. I love mm. how he said he's wearing pajamas because you'd see these fucking dudes. Mm. Just in the most disgusting, shit-stained, mm. blood-stained pajama bottoms. Did he, when he was know, talking to the drive-through girl, did he was he using the accent? I couldn't tell if he broke character. There. Okay, okay. I couldn't tell <laughs> because he didn't say anything to her. Right. Yeah, I just picture like right. this kind of fat white guy that's mm. probably like a fucking JavaScript mm. developer somewhere. <laughs> But anyway, it's not an uncommon sight yeah. to see that. And that's one thing about the tenderloin. It's like you walk through there and you got to watch where you step because there's fucking just needles everywhere. Hmm. Disgusting. All right. They also shit in between parked cars. Got to watch out for that too. Yeah. Uh, the second call we got here is from an English guy who likes cocaine. Hello, sick and wrong. It's fucking big ounce. I called you earlier. It's the fucking first time I've called you. I've been listening to your show since fucking, like, you know, 300 and something. And I, I feel like I sort of fucked it up because I rang you drunk by line proper, but I didn't, I didn't really prep, prep my fucking story properly, you know what I mean? To tell you, so I'm trying to tell you a story, like, of things that fucking happened, but I'm Get so to fucked it. up yeah. that I can't, make, I can't make them right. So fucking... 36 seconds of <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. All right. Yeah, so, so, story I'm fucking telling now is fucking. We're waiting. Where? Who's this, who's this fucking uh, sidekick over here? I don't know. Some woman. Yeah, yeah, so fucking. So, so Jesus Christ. I mean, even now I'm struggling to fucking remember the story and I'm. Fucking prep the one I'm supposed to fucking tell you. But, um, <laughs> this is a so prepared story. Me and my mate did him. We met for, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say his name, but anyway, fuck it. We met, we met for like, you know, a couple of drinks and we sat there and we was having a couple of drinks and that. And then we ended up buying a fucking load of cocaine and that. Doing the fucking lot. I'm talking like four grams, like fucking to the head with between the two of us. Hmm. It's right a lot of cocaine for it's two about people. Four in the fucking morning. How many grams are in eight ball? It's like three and a half. Three and a half grams, yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. like a, a whole eight ball for two people. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Hmm. And he's like, do you know what? I've got a bit of LSD sitting about. So we've done all this fucking LSD, like fucking two taps of the head, thinking this was a brilliant idea when we were fun. Wait a second. Did he just say he they did four grams of cocaine and then did some LSD? Yeah. So he had some, about four grams of cocaine, and he's like, hey, I got some LSD laying around. Yeah. Never mix... Never mix that shit. I don't know, you know? man. I, I never make like I, like I have a friend of mine. You know, I'm not gonna mention her name, but you know, she does uh, LSD every day. And then it would be like she'd be at a party and she'd get Molly, and then she'd be doing coke. And I'm like, you're on all three of those. And that's like because like I feel like half of the news stories we read on the show involve mixing those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You know, because even Molly, what do you think the fucking ma? In MDMA stands for methamphetamine, motherfuckers, right? So you mix that with coke, you're mixing meth and coke, which is the, 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 a combination for the ages that will ruin what was everything. candy flipping? That was ecstasy and acid, Ecstasy right? and acid. So I can, I've done that, that I can a understand. few times. That I can and, and acid with marijuana, no problem. That's mm -hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, when you're doing this whole melting pot of drugs, yeah, it's, it's not going to lead to any good things. Yeah. Yeah. Top. And then 
we were fucking spinning heads like you know what I mean nothing making sense and then we fucking we fucking ended up uh, no breaking up from each other each going our individual ways because it was fucking broad daylight morning like the actual like real world was happening I'd managed to make my way back home for some reason I rang my tattoo shop and decided I needed to book in an appointment. Booked an appointment with some fake terrorists who didn't actually exist over there, and they've had me on the phone thinking, Jesus Christ, this comes fucked up. Got- wait, wait, I've lost now. Booked he a- made the appointment with who? All right, let me go back here. Hold on. <laughs> reason, I rang my tattoo shop and decided I needed to book in an appointment. His carriage? He rang a carriage shop. Wait, is he talking what? like a taxi? Garage. Garage. Okay. Garage shop. So oh, he okay. called up to go away to get an appointment for his car. Okay, okay, okay. All right. It's never a good idea to do on acid. I made an appointment with a handsome cab to yeah. pick me up later that <laughs> evening. Booked an appointment with some fake terrorists who didn't actually exist over there, and they've had me on the phone thinking, Jesus Christ, this comes fucked up. I'm gone. Yeah, don't worry, mate. Whatever you want. Fucking, then, my girlfriend's come home, uh, come back to, come back to my house. Do we continued in part two? Here we oh, go. Wait, okay, yeah. that was the end of part one. Yeah, part, part two. One. God, I'm, I'm yeah. like, this is such a cliffhanger. I need yeah. to know what happened. Right. And this guy's storytelling techniques is right. unparalleled. <laughs> seriously, like, you know, George R. R. Martin tells mm-hmm. a decent story, but yeah. this guy, yeah. Jesus. I'm glued yeah. to the to the, <laughs> to the pod. I took him on. I got fucking this is fucking big ounce. I got cut off on my last call because I think I went over three minutes. So I cut it off. But fucking yeah. So like we fucked on acid. I went back home. I was in fucking bit. You know when you're trying to get to sleep but you're fucked on drugs. So you just sit there and fucking wank as much as you fucking can. <laughs> um and then and then my girlfriend come over. And she was like, why the fuck do you stink like jizz? And why the fuck are you in fucking bits, like lying there in the fucking, <laughs> lying there in bed in bits? You, we need to go and meet my, meet my mum. It's got, it's got my girlfriend saying some fucking fireworks night. Like, uh, it's a big thing, big thing over here. Guy Fawkes night, you know. Oh, like, okay, okay. What? They're going to go to Guy Fawkes Day to go see fireworks with her mom. Okay. And she comes over there, and dude fucking smells like jizz because he'd been whacking off for a few mm. hours, probably hadn't slept at all, probably mm. looks like shit. And she's like, you got to get yourself together, sort it out, so we can go meet my mom to go watch fireworks. Jesus. The, the fucking traitor to the clown, all that shit. Fucking hell. And who, somebody turned into a clown, apparently. Yeah, or something. Okay, all right. So I'm sat there, I'm still tripping balls because I've done all that, all that fucking acid. And, and then we've, we've gone out, met, met her, met her mum, all the rest of it. I'm sat there and I'm in queues for this fucking place where they're burning a massive bonfire and fucking shooting fireworks off into the air. And I'm sat there and I'm fucking tripping my nuts off. And it's, it's, it's not going fucking well. It's not going fucking well. It's fucking horrible. I don't like to fucking suck that shit up, but yeah, that's a that's just a bit of a fucking story for you. Don't use it. Don't wanna keep it. Keep it wrong. 
Jesus Christ. You know, I'd be willing to wager that her mother probably didn't think his, his behavior was anything out of the ordinary. She's probably like, oh, yeah, he is always like this. Yeah. Fucking retard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is totally yeah. normal. I didn't expect anything yeah. different. Well, when he was, at first he was like, I had to meet her mom. I thought he meant like for the first time. No, I bet you, know? you this is like yeah, one of the yeah. many times okay, he's met right. his mom all yeah. fucked up and she's like, great. All I, I was like, see- is this a sitcom? What is going on here? <laughs> he, it sounds to me like he's yeah. the type of guy that if he proposes to his girlfriend, she might get punched in the face if she says no. Yeah. You got to watch out. Be like Floyd Mayweather, mm. Duck, Bob. You Use your uh, hands up for defense. <laughs> yeah, Did you watch that Christ. fight? Uh, um. Uh. No, I didn't. But was it I streaming anywhere? It. I read about it. You'd have to pay for it. Oh, you had to pay for it. But yeah. I mean, I saw. I thought people because I saw on Facebook hmm. that a bunch of people were like, "Now nah, you can go here and type in this code or whatever." They must have been cracking down on that. I was driving motherfuckers around for Uber. Oh, right? for like, yeah, did, yeah. There were a lot of people talking about that. Yeah, while people you're were going to the idiots were going to the fight. Yeah. What a waste of time. Yeah. You know, I went over to my buddy's house because he bought the fight, so I had to pay for it. Hmm. I went over there to go check it out, and sure, it was entertaining. The one, the one thing I noticed, my one takeaway from that whole thing: Why did Floyd Mayweather walk out with a fucking like ski mask on his face? Do you see that? I didn't see that. He he had his hood on and everything, mm. but he walked out with a fucking like black ski mask over his face, mm. like some kind of like video game villain. I don't I don't know what was going on with that. Maybe he's doing some kind of like. Lady Gaga-esque performance art. You're something. I'm not sure. Anyway, I was Mm. surprised McGregor lasted as long as he did. But by the end of it, it looked like he was just, he couldn't even stand. He was all tired. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just, I thought he was going to get disqualified for kicking accidentally. You know? We did a lot of... One in six odds in Vegas that he would, that that would happen. Well, he did a lot of hammer punches to the back of the head, Mm. which is also illegal. Yeah. But Mayweather just kind of was like, yeah, you can have the first couple of rounds and I'm going to beat the fuck out of you, which is pretty much what happened. Right, yeah. But, I, you know, the ref stopped it, I think, a little Mm. prematurely because it would have been nice to see that guy knocked out. Right. And he even said he wouldn't mind him being knocked Mm. out laying on the ground. Okay. But whatever. Anyway, uh, that's an interesting story. Um, Riveting narrative. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I couldn't, I couldn't stop listening from start to finish. It made so much sense. A tour de force. Um, a tour de force there. Yeah. yeah. God. Just yeah. rising conflict. Yeah. It was Amazing. great. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. You should write that down. Hmm. Fucking Bukowski. Yeah. If, but if you're going to, if you're going <laughs> to, if you're going to uh, be Belushi flipping, which is yeah. the thing I just made up for uh, doing cocaine and acid at the same time. Um, you got to be careful not to have any major appointments the next day. You know? I could imagine doing like doing acid and then mm-hmm. when you're coming down do a little bit of cocaine and not get back up. I could see that. But I don't think I would do them at the same time. No, don't I've don't, don't mix that. things with acid. The bad yeah. things trust me, I speak from experience, bad things can happen that when affect you, you permanently. You, permanently. Yeah, it's never a good idea. Yeah. Take that from a professional. Yeah. All right. The, the last call we know. got here is uh, from a guy who has a story about R. Kelly. Mm. All right. Hey, second wrong. So um, I was hearing you guys talk about R. Kelly, and I just reminded me of when me and R. Kelly fucked around. Is this Cali Bear? Oh, is it? Sounds like Cali Bear. Was he, did he say when me and R. Kelly fucked around? Yeah. 
Yeah, I bet you this is a true story. Mm. <laughs> this was like three or four years ago, and he was at this party. Mm-hmm. It was for like it was like a bunch of a bunch of different people. And hold on, I hope he pees on him. I really do. A bunch of different people. And um, what's he doing? He got like a bunch of bisexual people, and like he was having a party at his house. I don't know if they found Yeah, where does he um, live? And, and pretty much what happened was is that me him, and a couple other dudes went in this room and we like messed around, like just making out and stuff. And then me and our car got time together and then like we would take a little bit. I was drinking a little bit. And then he like totally like blew me and shit. <laughs> and then Alright. <laughs> He totally blew me in shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit. R. Kelly totally blew him oh, in yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Jesus I'm, Christ. I believe that's 100%. Yeah. yeah. This is not fake news. Yeah. I, I mean, his story checks out because if there's anything R. Kelly likes at his party, it's um, it's a white bros and cockle <laughs> shell necklaces. You know? And he it's likes sandals. To, yeah, he likes to blow them. <laughs> He loves to blow white bros. That's pretty much what R. Kelly does. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's Check it out. Of, uh, teenage girls. Yeah. Story checks out. I think the pissing part is fucked up because, like, he he wanted me to like piss in his asshole, and I did. <laughs> like, wow, this is like, even more believable. And, like, like two pumps. I believe that's something that Ryan Keeley once uh, accused me of indulging in. <laughs> peeing in a man's asshole? No, or having peeing in my asshole, asshole peed in. Wow, have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Um, I, Why I'm, would she accuse you of doing that? I wish she's being funny. Oh, know? okay. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's something yeah. that was said to make yeah, no, you feel that way. No. Right. Like, okay, go ahead and like, release your yellow lemonade ooze inside me. So, um, that's my R. Kelly story. And I'm here taking a camera or something so I could, like, sold it to TMZ for, like, a million dollars or something, but... The intimations of piss play are, are seem authentic because he described it as lemonade. Lemonade. Yeah, that, oh, that, okay. that's how you know. Okay. That's how you know they're real... Whatever. Anyways. Yeah, I, can I get ranch, please? Why is everyone at the fucking yeah, drive-thru? Oh, you say, can I get ranch, please? Yeah, yeah. What, what the everyone fuck is this? <laughs> it's like you're calling sick and wrong yeah. and then going through a drive-thru at yeah. the same time? Yeah. Come on, people. It's one or the other. Yeah. You can't do them both. You have to yeah. Quit multitasking yeah. here. God. Ranch, please. If, if What's I he get getting to, ranch for? If I get the combo, can I still get curly fries? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I quit. I I'm quit. fucking telling R. Kelly about this. Yeah, yeah. You guys drinking ranch dressing. Yeah. We're, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to visit R. Kelly at Subway and, and ch- see if your story checks out. I don't know. I doubt the veracity of that story. Mm. For some reason, there's a... Uh, the bullshit yeah. detector's going off. All right, let's let's see if he gets a soda or a milkshake. Hold on, there's more of this. 
Oh, and you guys have, do you guys have, do you guys have not part of, um, Buffalo Ranch? Okay. <laughs> Wait, he's getting, okay, ranch and Buffalo Ranch. Barbecue yeah. sauce, okay. Thank you. Right. Now, if you can see the Okay. <laughs> is that it? All right. I mean, Cali Bear, come on. That's 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 low, man. That's a, that. At least make it. You know, if you, you know, I mean, we've had people call in with crazy fake voices, pretending they've had strokes and his thing, and that you know, like, come on. I don't know. I don't buy that argument story for a second. Yeah. No. Not even yeah, nonsense. That's nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, people call the show three two three five two two four zero three two iTunes, best way to listen to the show, just subscribe, rate, comment, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and uh, we'll appreciate your, uh, your positive comments. Mm. Not the negative comments, the positive ones. Also, uh, we do have a Redbubble store full of lots of Sick and Wrong merch. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store and click on the link. I'm planning to bring back some of the more old school designs um, when I get some time, but right now we've got a few different designs up there. So go buy shit. Yeah. Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I got to dedicate this one to Tobe Hooper. Mm. Yeah, from mm. uh, the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, among other movies. Oh, yeah. He uh, died this, uh, mm. uh, this Saturday, this, yesterday. He, uh, he was 74 years old, died in Sherman Oaks. He uh, lived not that, uh, that far north of here. Uh, they said the uh, coroner's office report is a natural death. Um, Hooper's probably uh, most famous for uh, directing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I gotta say is probably my favorite horror film. It was one of the first horror films I ever saw that I was like, whoa, this is fucked okay. up. Yeah. I, I mean, what, that movie came out in 74. I think I probably saw it in like 1980. Like, my parents never cared about me watching horror. Okay. My brother loved horror. Yeah. And so, like, we were watching like Friday the 13th and sure. Nightmare on Elm Street and Texas. And I just, all of those Texas Chainsaw bothered me the most mm. because it's the most real, it's the most authentic. Okay. You know, it's, you, you watch that and it just seems so realistic to me. Hmm. I guess that's why it freaked me out. I see. What did you think the first time? How old were you when you first saw that? I, I was never really into that. You ever um, liked it? No, I mean, I. I was weird though. I was like, I'm gonna watch Todd Browning's Freaks. You know, that was kind of my. Did that freak shit. you out? Yes, that freaked me out more so than like uh, any horror movie. Do you like horror movies though? Oh yeah, I love horror movies. But Texas Chainsaw didn't freak you out. It was the first slasher, really. I, yeah, I was never really a big slasher guy. I like more supernatural shit in my horror movies generally. You know. Are you gonna see it when it comes oh, out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I reread the fucking book, dude. Because I read the book originally when I was like 11. And, um, yeah, I think I was about that old one. And there's a down. fucking gangbang in that book. There's a gangbang? Yeah. With Who? 11 year olds. What? Yes, in the book, there's a gangbang. Did you tell those three old dudes that just got busted uh, about this? They love to hear about this. <laughs> yeah. They get, they're going to put a fucking mural in the dining room of it. Uh, no, no. After they, when they defeat. You saw the... I don't know if you read the book or yeah, something. Yeah, I read the book and okay. saw the okay. old... It was a yeah. mini-series, remember? Yeah, because I, I didn't remember it. I read, I reread the book, and I was like, oh, fuck. After they defeat it the first, first time when they're you know 11 or whatever, they have a gangbang to cement their bond. With who? Who'd they With bang? Be the chick, Beverly. Oh, the they chick? all fucked Beverly, yeah. You know, I vaguely she recall fucks them this, all. actually. Yeah. 
Was it? It wasn't all at once, though. I think each one took a turn. Each right? one took a turn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah it's a gangbang. Yeah. God, and it was all initiated by her. But it's like, it's one of those things where it's like you look at Stephen King and you're like, yeah, if you weren't a famous writer, you probably would be on this sex offender registry. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he looks like a pedo. He does. He yeah. Really I mean, does. come on, with the glasses and everything. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, I am looking forward to that one. Though. Oh man, you see good. the trailers? Yeah, it looks yeah. good. Oh, I'm Definitely excited. Check them. I'm, I'm very check excited. Uh, I never liked the remake of Texas Chainsaw. No, uh, I no. thought it was just kind of yeah, yeah, just didn't really match up. It was dumb. I just thought it was a waste of time. Although Texas Chainsaw Two, did you ever see that with Dennis Hopper? No, it had a more comedic approach to mm. it. That, that was that was worth checking out. Hmm. Uh, but Texas Chainsaw, the whole uh, that whole movie was shot for less than three hundred thousand dollars. Hmm. But at the time, I mean, 74 is kind of expensive. Hmm. Anyway, a damn fine movie. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Uh, believe it or not, and a little more trivia here, Tobe Hooper also directed the movie Poltergeist. Oh, which I didn't is written fucking and produced know that. by Spielberg. I didn't know that either. I thought Spielberg did. But he, Spielberg, Spielberg wrote, wrote it Pol- and produced oh. it. Hooper directed it. Huh. Who did Poltergeist 2? I'm not sure about that. Uh, which one was the one with the fucking the clown? That's one. That's oh, that's one. one. Yeah, okay, that one's, okay. That scared the shit okay, out of me yeah, as yeah, a kid, yeah, too. Yeah. All right. Um, damn fine movie. Mm. And he is one of the best horror directors. So rest in peace there, Tobe Hooper. Uh, the, uh, we're going to end the show here with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre opening theme music, which was actually composed by Tobe Hooper and Wayne Bell. Mm. So he actually even made the music for it. So we're going to end the show here with the, uh, the, opening, the opening title track from Texas Chainsaw. What was that movie Tobe Hooper made about the Marquis de Sade? Did you ever see that? No. Is that, wait, that wasn't the one uh, with Kate Winslet, is it? No. What was that movie? No, you're thinking of Quills. Yeah, Quills. This was a, okay, this was a horror movie called Night Terrors. Oh, wait, and it had, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, I think it had... Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it was, okay, it was about a sadomasochistic cult led by a descendant of the Marquis de Sade. Hmm. Yeah, and Robert England played the descendant and de Sade himself in the film. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, I should check that out. awful. I mean, oh, but is it's, it really bad? But it's, yeah, it's really bad, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of fu- Like, well, at one point, I think Marquis de Sade's in prison, and he, like, tears his own eyes out just to, like, freak somebody out. You know? See, but a, a guy like that that directs a movie like Texas Chainsaw, mm-hmm. he's allowed to have a few shitty ones too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, it, it's overshadowed because it's like, ah, dude, you're kind of a genius, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, rest in peace there, Toe Pooper. People will be back next week with episode 599. Till then, take it easy. outside the small rural Texas community of Newt early this morning. Officers there discovered what appeared to be a grisly work of art.
the remains of a badly decomposed body wired to a large monument. A second body was found in a ditch near the perimeter of the cemetery. Subsequent investigation has revealed at least a dozen empty crypts, and it's feared more will turn up as the probe continues. Deputies report that in some instances, only parts of a corpse had been removed. The head, or in some cases, the extremities removed, the remainder of the corpse left intact. Evidence indicates the robberies have occurred over a period of time. Sheriff Jesus Maldonado refused to give details in the ghoulish case and said only that he did have strong evidence linking the crime to elements outside the state. Area residents have reportedly converged on the cemetery, fearing the remains of relatives have been removed. No suspects are in custody as the investigation at the scene continues.